Hi there, this is Jim the Keys Bartender coming to you from Key Largo. It's August 4th, it's a Wednesday. Uh, as you heard previously, yep, we are past the uh, lobster mini season. That's not the mini lobster season, it's our lobster mini season where people uh, had their first shot at grabbing what they think is a tasty morsel, I guess. But uh, I think tastes like a crawdad. But that's neither here nor there. This is a live call show if you'd like to call and if there's any live listeners. And since I, it's hard to have live listeners when I don't set a specific time during the week to have people listen. Probably like during drive time. But then again, I wouldn't want to... You know what? I wouldn't want to take a phone call when someone's driving and get an accident. But the phone number is 407-392-4563. Once again, that phone number is 407-392-4563. Uh, don't call unless you have something to say. And you know what? Uh, luckily, it's not the it's not the radio, so most people aren't uh, perpetually angry and trying to crank me. But who knows, because if you wanted to crank, this would be the best time to do a crank phone call, because I haven't taken many uh, before, so that would be really interesting. You can call me up and say something stupid. I've done that before, uh, not that often, but I have called up and uh, probably uh, annoyed some people. I actually annoy people by answering the phone too yeah I, I'll, uh, you know prank prank answering but I digress uh, once again the phone number is 407-392-4563 I'll post it in the chat if anybody would like to uh, call let's see I'd like to have that one time. You could be the first caller ever on this show. Um, the first call, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's other people that try to call in, but uh, there's three, four, four, five, six, three. Wow, that's weird. That's the year I was born. That's the president now and the year I was born. Uh, four live call in yep and I guess let me put that enter put that in three nine two four five six three okay so I called this show um, creepy old man and uh, yeah that could be me but yeah I, hopefully it isn't I I try to avoid that supposedly people that are self-aware don't have that and you can't really help uh, being creepy but we will talk about that in a moment excuse me one second I'm drinking club soda so so what right okay uh, so it is so busy down here for we thought that the lobster mini season be busy but it seems like people put off reserving places and came down here uh, for a last hurrah people that go back to school there I mean obviously you could do school from here so you don't have to be in person 
for school, but uh, you know, the schools are opening back up, not necessarily in person, maybe virtual, but the uh, and and businesses and things like. I mean, it's a weird it's a weird time for people, and I just want to let if you are a regular listener and a regular uh, patron of the catch restaurant in Key Largo, where I work. I hate having to be the person with the daddy pants on and tell people, you know, you have to put a mask on every time you get up. But uh, what happens is if I don't do it, then we get fined and there could be some legal repercussions to staying open. Uh, If the, uh, let's say the county or the state appeals were not, you know, uh, adhering to temporary code. I don't know what to call it. You know, you can argue all you want whether we're taking away your freedoms, but you know, you can't, you got to wear shoes. You can be refused service for not using, you know, wearing shoes or not pants or being dressed correctly. So, um, covering up your face, covering up, you know, putting a face mask on to protect other people's that's this isn't the show for debating that there's other ones for that um, I don't like doing it I wish everyone you know shoes are required and some people we do get every uh, you know a couple times a year we get people to come in without shoes so I'm not really surprised with the mask and I did talk a couple times also about people that girls that came and exposed themselves exposed their their breast and uh, you know that's that's kind of happens sometimes uh, but it doesn't happen on a regular basis and if it doesn't happen on a regular basis you don't have to be you know get in trouble for that so uh, I wanted to start with that you know everyone's welcome it's keys uh, bartending's very different nowadays since bars you know you may have one person here one person there depending on obviously in in Florida straight bars straight bars meaning bars that don't serve food are closed and the ones that are open are supposedly um, observing proper uh, safe you know anti-spread activities and keeping uh, six feet of social distancing wearing a mask in some places not using a bar and uh, as a restaurant I realize it's not fair to bars like people come in and drink and don't eat uh, a lot of places I'm not going to say they don't they do that where we are but I'm not saying that also um, we uh, we use tables up against the bar so it just seems a little just different people aren't looking directly they want to sit at the bar for some reason some people are just more comfortable sitting at the bar you know with their their elbows on there but uh you know we we just have to observe that and it it kind of they kind of make it i think they start thinking hey you you really like this you don't like having me at your bar you want me to stay further away you don't like oh that That'll be the creepy thing. There have been creepy people that come in. I wish they weren't there. And I hate to be judgmental, but some people have that creep factor. And we're going to talk about that later. Like I said, 
and if you want to talk about it that uh, that's wonderful um, but if, if you uh, want to comment the phone number is 407-392-4563 and uh, just to piss you off if you just happen to have a couple people that support him if you saw the Axios interview uh, the full interview of the president uh, the guy the British guy he was incredible uh, there was at one point where he was talking about the uh, amount of deaths from COVID and uh, Trump was saying that oh yeah we're one of the lowest and the guy's looking at him and says we are not the lowest we're the highest we're multiple times higher and and Trump was trying to say that it was deaths per uh, uh, confirmed uh, infection and it was the argument over you know Trump was trying to say that there's more cases because there's more testing which you know there's more cases because there's more people spreading it's more widespread the places uh, in Europe they would and, and the Far East and and all those places have been having a success. And they, so, they showed that South Korea, they had something like 300 and uh, something total, total deaths from COVID-19. 300 and, let's say 350 total deaths since the inception. Not 350 deaths a day, 350 total. And that's from uh, practicing all the suggestions of social distancing, masking up, uh, proper hand hygiene and doing contact tracing for people that were infected so they can find out the people and isolate them and, and did a strict quarantine quarantine and things like that so there are 350 for a country of 51 million 51 million which is approximately let's say 6 point we're 6.5 five times bigger so you take that do the math 6.5 times 350 and that works out to be about 2100 2100 people 2100 people we do that this week we're doing that in two days in two days we're do we're adding that in two days and we're also right now we're at about 450 450 is uh, do the thing about a good 80. Well, no, I mean 350 times 100 would be 30. So, gosh, it's it's on the order of magnitude. It's uh, around well, it's approximately 500 times. 500 times more that is a lot so the president was insisting pulling out graphs he was showing it and he says that's from total amount of infections mr president blah 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 and stopping him kept on stopping him and explaining how uh, that would happen it was kind of an embarrassment and i i don't even know why trump it, it was nice that he agreed to do it because but he uh, that's the one nice thing This guy did his homework, and it wasn't gotcha journalism. It was just the way it was. So moving on from there, you know, it's funny. 
anytime an actor says something about the uh, 45, people will come out and say, well, what, they should just stick to acting or stick to sports or, you know, not get involved in politics. But whenever Trump decides he wants some celebrities, they roll out of all, you know, they bring in speakers. But there, I have to say that is, if there is a quotient that would apply to star power, and let's say it went from one to a hundred, and comparatively, so if you think about the people that support him, it's people like Ted Nugent, Kid Rock, Kim, uh, Kid Rock, uh, Kanye West, Kim Kardashian, Scott Baio, that was Chachi from Joni Loves Chachi from Happy Days, uh, Roseanne Barr, Dean Cain, Stephen Baldwin, Alec Baldwin's brother, Robert Davi. Robert Davi was the, the FBI agent in Die Hard, who, uh, the white guy who got blown up in the helicopter with his uh, black partner. He was also the um, Central American drug lord in uh, License to Kill. And Kiersey Alley. And there's other ones. You know, there's other ones out there. Uh, and they fall by the way. There's some of them that did, and now they don't. Now they don't. But he gets his... They take, he's so enamored with his celebrities that he had a picture taken around the, the Oval Office with his main celebrity supporters. You know, they remember in the Oval Office, they have the picture. It's uh, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, I think. Ted Nugent, Kid Rock, some other chick, and uh, I, I don't know, it could have been Kiersey Alley, I mean, it, and, and I'm not body shaming, I'm not saying anything about her going back, Ted Nugent, he was like for, back in the 70s, he was uh, really popular with uh, uh, young men from the ages of 13 and 17 for his stupid lyrics, and then he got kind of nutty and stuff like that so um, really not much of a rock legend now the current list of the opposition uh, supporters uh, Biden is uh, we have people like John Legend Streisand, Barbara Streisand Jennifer Hudson um, Jay Leno Mark Hamill that's uh, Skywalker, Luke Skywalker. Uh, Larry David from Kirby, Tom Hanks. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Spielberg, Steven Spielberg. Ben Affleck, Cardi B. Alec Baldwin, you know, the famous one, the better actor. Um, Jimmy Buffett, which for the Keys people, I didn't know Jimmy Buffett. Um, we have a lot of people down here to support the president, but Jimmy Buffett who, you know, they'll yell, he's not a liberal. But George Clooney, which in every layer of thing, they got someone that's significantly more famous than theirs. You know, we have John Legend for Ted Nugent. We have everyone else for Kim Kardashian, which she's just famous for nothing. Scott Baio, the least. 
Hudson Hoffman, Jennifer Hudson, Jesus. Oh, I said that twice. Samuel Jackson. Sure. Megan McCann. I couldn't remember. McCain. I'm surprised that Julianne Moore, Willie Nelson, Rosie O'Donnell, Rosie O'Donnell, and Rosie O'Donnell kind of offset each other. Yeah, um, they're pretty much similarly abusive and, and thing. Howard Stern. So our Howard Stern trumps your uh, Rush Limbaugh and John Stewart, and John Stewart tops all the other guys too. Where I mean, there's other uh, you know retired journalists and stuff like that, Dan Rather and stuff. And obviously, they you know the people that support Trump will say, well, they don't really represent us. No, they don't represent you because uh, they're much smarter. And whenever you see their Events. Oh, Chuck Woolery. Chuck Woolery is one of the Chuck Woolery. For people that don't know who Chuck Woolery is, if you listen to podcasts, you probably don't know who Chuck Woolery is. For the most part, there's small, you know smaller groups of people there, but he was a hack game show host, much like the president. Uh, at uh, certain times, Chuck Woolery is just this plastic-looking big white guy with this comb back hair, I mean, I've been accused of that before, too, having, you know, comb back, uh, hair sprayed, per, you know, set in that direction, he did, uh, God, he did the beginnings of the, you know, gotcha shows, I think, or whatever, he made it a, a couple cop, uh, cop shows, I mean, cop shows, talk shows, but it was mainly game shows, and, uh, that's it have and when they roll them out. Anthony Sabato Jr. I think he's famous for some TV show in the 80s or 90s. I'm not familiar with it. Uh, but and you know and, and maybe God there's some other actors. John Voight. John Voight. Okay there you go. John Voight was at one time. I don't even know if he's around anymore. But that's what you get. And I only gave like a half a list but like I guess Snoop Dogg doesn't often Stephen King, George R. R. Martin, Julianne Moore, Willie Nelson, those are all I always want to. Okay. Um, you know what? There are people you want to hang out with. If someone's called me today and said, hey, listen, you want to hang out with uh, Ted Nugent, Kid Rock? And not that they would. I realize I'm not uh, that big a deal. Not that they would call me up and ask me to hang out with Robert Dobby. Stephen Baldwin, I would worry about. I would think he would probably try to take something. He would try to rob me. Um, if not of my money, probably of my last of, of common sense. He would uh, remove that from me. But I, I wouldn't trust uh, Stephen Baldwin. But if you brought rolled out those people, it's amazing that in this big country, that's the person. Uh these people are the ones that roll out as celebrity guests. And he makes a big deal about it. No, the big star, Scott Baio. You know, I don't think they have Scott Baio anymore because they were trying to shop around for a while trying to get other people to do it. And, uh, I mean, they hired up one of the fangirls to be his press secretary, whatever her name is, Tommy Lodgren or something like that. Maybe that's not her name. But I keep on, I know just a fan. And so if you brought them all out, roll them out on, they, they sound like the kind of people you would have at a Chicago Chlamydia Awareness Telethon during 
the Labor Day weekend, you know, going up against Jerry's kids, and they roll out Chachi, uh, Kim Kardashian, Dean Kane, uh, Stephen Baldwin, which, I mean, I don't know what they would do, recite right-wing poetry. That would be quite interesting. But we, uh, I digress. That That is, you know, I know we recommend uh, some things when you hear uh, stars do that. It says, I don't really listen. Well, that's fine. But when they roll out their big stars, that's their big stars. And they're on the 1 to 100 quotient, they're probably like a 22, something like that. Just, you know, you could have got your load. Your local baseball game announcer probably has a little more star power than a lot of these guys. It's Stephen who? Kirsty who? So, um, that that's pretty much what I have to say about that. And if you'd like to talk, we're going to be coming up again. Uh, I didn't get any phone calls. I know this is, this is uh, it, but I'm going to keep on doing this until I start getting calls, and I will cultivate that. But the number is 407-392-4563. And uh, I know, the I'm pretty sure the lines are open. I'm looking for just my first call. I guess if I do in the future set up a standard time, which maybe I should do 1 o'clock on a Tuesday. Um, if people will say, well, I'm not available. It doesn't matter. It's a podcast. You can call back. Or maybe do it during your lunchtime do that you know hopefully uh, I don't think you would choke choke on anything I say because I haven't said anything too funny recently but let's get to move on it's time to move on to the subject you can't just stick on talking politics all the time Jim and that would be the creepy old man that's the title of the show and I'll reiterate again it does not refer to me though some people may have said that before but that's not it's a perception it's not black and white but I'm going to tell you a story when I was 40 I was with my current uh, wife we were down with her brother and my sister-in-law down at the weekend in down the Jersey Shore and it was the Irish weekend. And it was supposed to be a cultural weekend for Irish people. What it normally is, and most of the people down there, you know, they'll have some places where they have some Irish dancers and stuff like that. Kids show up and then watch their parents get drunk. Because it, the other thing for Irish weekend, it's just a drinking thing down the shore. It's for the bars uh, in Wildwood. They have Fireman's Weekend, they may have Policeman's Weekend, they have Irish Weekend, they have Motorcycle Bike Weekend, and all those things. So I think it was on a, uh, we had a, uh, it was Saturday night, uh, we were, uh, I think it was Saturday night, oh, it's Sunday morning, around 1, which is very late for Irish Weekend, because on Irish Weekend, it's not you. It is not frowned upon to start drinking when you wake up. So when you go out at ten o'clock in the morning, it's not unusual to see a lot of people drinking. And Irish Weekend is the weekend where people fulfill 
those stereotypes, what they say really offends them when they talk about Irish people being drunk all the time because on Irish weekend, Irish people are drunk all the time. And my last name's Haran. If you don't know, that's, that's an Irish surname. So there you go. So it's, let's say, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning on the Saturday night, early Sunday morning. I'm smoking a cigarette on the balcony, and two young women in their early 30s are kind of stumbling down the street. Now, they're having a very difficult time moving forward. They don't even master the two steps forwards, one step sideways, three steps back. They're like bumping into things and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, holy shit. And they were, there was one slightly less drunk than the other one. They were both, it's incredible. I think they were, I think I ended up bringing them to, if I remember correctly, I just remember the end of the story. Uh, so my wife's there, so there's no creepiness uh, that happened, at least on my part. So I took them, we took them over to, we brought them over to the balcony uh, where we were. I brought them out, you know, walked downstairs, got them, sat them down, asked them where they, they're from, where they're going, are they staying down here? And they say, yes, yes. So someone, we, we got someone in tell as well. And it turned out one of them had um, remembered the name of the hotel or whatever, and it seemed to be about uh, a block away. So uh, I decided to walk them uh, walk them back. I don't know how. I, I started walking them. I think I may have gotten them like three-quarters of the way, and then this girl and this guy comes over and recognizes two girls, and they're in their 20s stuff like that so, oh yeah they belong here oh they got totally shit face in there so I'm stumbling back I'm bringing them back to this motel and there's you know there's this decent amount of people like 12 people they're still partying and drinking and stuff like that and but what's really sticking out is this guy who was anywhere from 10 to 15 years older than me he looked it he had I, I remember to this day he had gold rim glasses uh clean shaven face his top of his head was bald he had his hair was a little longer on the sides and he's sitting there and he has a girl in her 20s on his lap i'm hoping she was in her 20s that looked like but they were surrounded by people and friends and i don't think it was the girl's father because they had his hand up in her shirt feeling her up and i was totally creeped out totally creeped out and uh uh I wasn't, I'm in the place, the girl looked like she was enjoying it or something like that. She looked like she could be lit. I hope she was. Uh, but um, it appeared to be consensual. They were, I was coming to someone else's party, making sure that people were there. And I just turned around and I go, man, I do not like the vibe here. And I turned around. So I just saw the guy with the girl in his lap. I just saw creep, and that was the first thing I did when I went back to the hotel room and I um, talked to my my family uh, at the time, and I told them that it was the creepiest behavior I've ever seen. And the guy had it. I mean, he, he had it. he had the the kind of clothes on, the kind of clothes that weren't fitting for a guy in his fifties, 
you know, kind of like younger people's clothes. So it, the whole thing didn't make make any sense. And a lot of times you think like the creepy old man thing, it's uh, the difference in age. Difference in age. I guess after a while you realize that they're uh, guys that have uh, the the old man superpower, and most old guys, not necessarily this one, that's speaking right now is financial security. Financial security. They're 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 well off and they're willing to spend money. And uh, I know that can go for a woman, but when for guys, you have. So you have the sugar daddy complex, and I realize that is a business decision that women make, and men make too. I think I do see men make that decision down here, where I am from. We have our share of guys in Miami to come and hang out with older women. So I'm not just talking. I mean, that's pretty. You know, it's creepy that you're using your money to do that and it's creepy that you don't really care what the person thinks about you because they're just doing it I mean if they're coming together and coming down you're offering money they're doing it for the money you know there are circumstances where they do maybe legitimately have feelings for that person but uh, you know generally it's just it is what it is but I'm talking a creepy one where people just there there's just there's sci- there were scientific studies they did in um, uh, sociological experiments when, or it's a psycho, a psychological experiment. I was just reading it up on it, and uh, what they did is they showed a uh, two sets of pictures on trustworthiness versus a creep a creep factor kind of thing, and they had one list of people that was Nobel laureates and one group pictures of all men who were um, uh, uh, listed on America's Most Wanted. And what through the um, test, they said if they recognize anybody, then they would be excluded from the uh, the study. Or that person would be included, excluded from the study. But I think they said that if you realize that they realize that's the person they saw in America's most wanted they're going to think some of them are and they're going to have a higher percentage so they wanted to make sure that they didn't know all these people so they would exclude all I guess they make it accurate they would exclude all the people that recognize anybody so and it's a shame no one understood you know no one knew any of the Nobel laureates and they the Nobel laureates got trustworthy maybe 69% of the time but the guys that are America's most wanted got trustworthy 50% of the time there you go it's not that radically different so I mean what is the creep factor when you see someone is a creep not just an old man creep I want to break that there's the creepy creepy guys the kind of creepy guy that if you went to his house he would put something in your drink and perhaps lock you away. Who knows? Uh, someone like a, a, a Ted Bundy <coughs> or Bill Cosby. Bill Cof- Cosby, uh, Ted Bundy. I guess Bill Cosby is the creepy old man because he was in his 60s and 70s when he was doing this shit. 
drop in things in uh, people's drinks. Uh, Ted Bundy did this when he was younger, and his was more violent. But they were all pretty much they're on the creep creep scale. You have to you have to put them on the creep scale. But a lot of things on the creep scales have to do with things that are outward, the way their eyes look, whether how their hygiene is, uh, what kind of clothes they wear, what kind of how how are their expressions what's the you know pale pale faces are considered very creepy yeah they said pale really pale faces um what are the things the kind of clothes you're wearing uh, skinny people skinny p- people are more prone to being uh, creeps and um so they they list them as a so the threat detectors a creepy thing could be just a threat de- detector for people, unbeknownst. You know, this guy's creeping me out, or this girl's creeping me out. Yeah, I don't, you know, I'm not going to get in a car with him. I'm not going to go to their house. But um, if they're attractive, the threat detector goes down. Since you have someone like t- Ted Bundy, I mean, they say that in the cor- in during the course of the study, it was uh, noted that. Um, it seemed like people that were less attractive and fit some of the uh, descriptors for creepiness, they were more likely to be found guilty and given harsher sentences in courtrooms. Now, just think about it. You know, just think about the people that they got. They had to nail Ted Bundy, the heinousness of his crimes, in order to get him. But there were so many other people. I'm not suggesting it. I, I remember going into court for a uh, DUI ad. And it wasn't necessarily, I didn't have the DUI. I was going to courts because they, they stopped me. And I was to to my own right, uh, to their own rights. They were, it was correct. I was drunk at the time. Uh, they, they released, they did a ROI, uh, released on your own recognizance, ROR or ROI. And um, ROR, that's it. And that's, I was dressed neat. I wore a shirt, tie. I didn't wear a suit. And I just went in there and, okay, you know, just suspension for a month. You know, turn in, turn your license, go to uh, classes. Yep, that's what they did back then. You didn't have to go to court. And uh, you didn't get points and all that stuff. And you had, if you didn't get in trouble in two years, you weren't fine, but it started over again. And if you didn't get in trouble in seven years, everything's expunged. Or I think everything was expunged at the end of first thing. But either way, um, I went in there. And I think a lot of times I got, uh, what would you call it? I got uh, away with things I shouldn't because I didn't have the creep. And I think that's the same thing that goes when you go to meet women. I mean, relatively, I, there could be me and another, another guy. We may not look any worse than each other, but that guy could be like sh- a little shifty the way he looks at him, kind of weird in that, the way they're acting. And once you creep that out, you know, that creep factor st- stays in there. I, I, don't, I, on the other hand, I tried not to. Now, but now that I'm 57, luckily I've been in a, relationship for over 10 years 
So I missed all that creepy stuff there. And yes, I'm not one of those guys. I'm not a, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a believer in the, um, the adage about half your age plus seven or plus eight. Um, that's the appropriate lower limit for your, um, companionship. I'm a big believer in it's good to, sh- you know, to uh, hunt in your own pool. I don't mean hunt in your own pool. That sounds aggressive. But, uh, you know, looking for someone with the same experience level. With a couple of years and things like that. I did date a couple times. I think I was, when I was 44, I came down here. I dated a girl who was 29. Um, oh, my God, 29. That was right under, that was the 20, that was half your age plus seven. Um, she was, uh, she turned 30 earlier than I turned 45. So, yeah, I guess, well, you know, I guess that changes too. It's the same thing goes for women. You get some women, really attractive women, they just end up dating guys a lot younger if they want to. It's their decision. You know, a lot of professional women don't need, don't make the criteria that the other person has to be uh, financially secure because they're financially secure. So all they're looking for is a good time sometimes. So I, I don't begrudge that to women. But this old creepy old man thing always stays around. And we see it down here. I mean, there's guys that come in to a restaurant uh, and they're, they're in, there's a, one guy I know in particular and uh, just the way he talks. And I know, I'm not going to go through any other description other than his greeting. He says things like, hey, girly, hey, boy come over here, young man. And he, he says it in an unusual way and stuff like that, which makes it kind of creepy. I don't really understand why someone isn't self-aware enough to, I mean, it seems to purposely go out of its way to be that way. Um, and... You know, I mean, but it still doesn't make it weird that Anna Nicole Smith was married to a guy that was like, what, three times or four times her age when she got married? I don't know how old. And Hugh Hefner, when he, you know, was wearing Depends and stuff like that, always had, every year, 20, 21, 22, 23, whatever the Playboy models are. That were the Playmates. So, um creepiness is more in the eye of the beholder but it, people may not be a good judge of it but there are factors to it and we should consider that maybe you should be more considerate to the idea that just because someone is good looking that they're not they can't be harmful but that's all I have to say about that subject I'd like to thank you for listening uh, my wife's coming in the door right now she didn't realize I was going to be podcasting and she's on the phone herself but I want to thank you. If you are listening, uh, please take down this number so you know in the future. The phone number is 407-392-4563. And uh, next time we go live, I'll take, uh, hopefully you'll be able to take some of the phone numbers. I mean, phone calls. I don't want to take your phone numbers. That is so fucking creepy. Okay, this is Jim the Keys bartender. Time it out. <laughs>